It's been said that showing up is half the battle, but showing up is easier some days than others, but you showed up today, so let's do this. This is the dailyshowup.com, a podcast, a live stream, reminding you to show up, how to show up, and why it's important to keep showing up. And now your host, Darren Persinger. Episode 58, Daily Show Up. Today, I have a guest with me. Jim Cannon is showing up. We're going to be talking about how Jim shows up and all the stuff involved with that. So I'm excited that I have a guest on the road. Hey, Jim. You found me. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, who are you? Besides being the person <laughs> that I'm staying with right now. I'm your brother-in-law. Brother-in-law, he, Jim. He married my sister. Yes. And I am a realtor. Yes. I am your wife's brother. Brother-in-law <laughs> yeah. and realtor. So how how long have you been in real estate? Because we've talked about this before. Of If you wouldn't have got into real estate, then Catherine probably wouldn't have got into real estate. And then I probably wouldn't have. You owe a lot to me. I know. Yeah, there's yeah. like this domino effect. <laughs> so how long have you been in so real estate? I got my license in April of 07. So that's 13 years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's possible because I'm not that old. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I got in. I, I moved to Utah um, from Seattle where you live in 2006. And in April of 2007, I decided to get my license and kind of take some knowledge and see if I can earn a living off of it. So what made you decide to get into real estate? Because I had parents who were brokers mm-hmm. and then it kind of makes sense that Catherine would go, well, let me check out real estate. Cause at least I know someone in it. So what made you decide to even get into it? So the brief history uh, before I got my license was I had been working at two different companies. One was a lumber company or a building supply company. And mm-hmm. I had, you know, pre-college, pre, you know, young, young job of just loading trucks with heavy objects. Um, and I got, it got me a lot of information where I could learn about building materials and about the process of building a home or a commercial building. Um, and then I went to work for Home Depot in an administrative role where I was processing credit card applications all day, basically. Right, right. And so I learned a lot about finance okay. and a lot about borrowing money. Yeah. And I thought I'd just do one of those. So home supplies, yeah. money equals real estate sales. Equals what we do, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so 13 years, mm-hmm. what was the first, congrats on that, because most people don't make it yeah. the first two years and then even it. more fall off after five years. So what was your first two years like? Uh, well, when I say I started in April of 2007, mm-hmm. people are like, oh. That was right during the market right crash. There, yeah. So your first two years were a horrible, horrible. time to well, get well, into. Yeah, and, uh, yes and no. Okay. So April of 2007, get my license. I'm really young and hungry. And I get a listing because I just saw a guy. I literally saw a guy putting a first sale by owner sign up and I stopped and talked to him. You were licensed. Yeah, I was licensed. Okay. Oh yeah, it was legal. How, how long? Well, how, I mean, you could do uh, what's that called? Uh, like interest. Wholesaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how long were you licensed for when you first went up to that FISBO? 
Like, was this on the way back from your exam? Or? No, I mean, <laughs> I had the physical hard copy, but I had, I mean, it was weeks into it. I, I don't oh, okay. know exactly. I could probably look back at the listing date and do some math. Yeah. But All right. Yeah, it was within weeks. So you go, you go after the FISBO mm -hmm. and. I just said, hey, I, you know, what are you asking for the house? And mm -hmm. he said, I know this is years ago, of course. So he said like 120,000. I said, I bet you I could sell it for 150,000. Yeah. And he goes, okay. Yeah. And he just let me sell it and uh -huh. i sold it in like eight days cash and i was like this is easy yeah we should do this more often yeah just go yeah knock and on fizbo door yeah okay. and i didn't even have to knock he was in the yard <laughs> it, was not, it was even easier yeah so i sold that one in really fast and you know i did another one similar to that where i just thought you know i'm gonna make a rule that if i see a for sale by owner sign i will knock on the door okay so is that still a rule today. no <laughs> okay. so we're gonna skip to talking about consistency no no, yeah. no that's fine because yeah. the way you showed up yeah. in the beginning is different than how you show up now yeah so let's stay on the beginning so okay. what was those first two years like during that okay. yep. you're, you're made rule i'm gonna stop at every fisbo yep. and just, you have a big fisbo we didn't talk about that where's your market where yeah oh how, yeah where, 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 utah. where are we at? so i'm what are these things? This is uh, mountains behind me in Pleasant Grove, Utah. Okay. Um, actually, this canyon, wait, right here. Uh huh. Here is going to be, uh, in two days, the largest American flag, that is free flying in the world, will be hung there. So right in our backyard. And where's the G at? The G is right. You can't quite see it from here. Okay. You can see like a teeny corner of it, but there's a big G on the mountain up, a little bit that way of us. Okay. So Pleasant Grove, how far away is that from Salt Lake City? It's about 35 minutes south of Salt Lake City. In Provo? Provo is another 15 minutes south. All right. So you're like smack dab in the middle. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. So that's your real estate market. Yeah. And that's always been your real estate market. Yeah. Okay. I started when I lived in Provo mm -hmm. and moved up here to Pleasant Grove. So this okay. is, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty small little window, but I've worked as far north as the border of Utah in the north. Uh -huh. So Logan, Smithfield. That's right where Napoleon Dynamite lives. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or lived. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he moved too. But um. Did you sell his? I didn't sell oh, his. Yeah. Okay. His house is probably worth a lot now. It's a landmark. No. But yeah, I, I've worked here for all the whole time. I started with Windermere and love them. They're great. And then um, in the first two years, though, I'll get back to that question. Yeah. Uh, for what I could tell, I took a listing that was a condo straight down the hill here. And it was, you know, three bed, two bath, kind of run of the mill condo, mm -hmm. a couple years old. And I took the listing. That was a battle because it was, it f I felt like values were dropping slowly. Okay. We got it priced right, got an offer, closed it. And then two months later, the bottom fell out. I, I felt oh. like that summer of 07 really had a drop. Yeah. And obviously it kind of kept going. I, and, you know, when you're in it, you kind of can't see it for what it is, but you can kind of look back at the graph and see that little drop here at least so yeah i think um i got in at a pretty bad time but in a way it was a pretty good time yes because it forced me to kind of get calluses right and get used to it being hard mm -hmm. because that first sale that was really easy that was a pipe dream and yeah if, that was a waste if that know. would have been your first two years Oh gosh, yeah. And then the bottom oh, dropped gosh, out. Oh gosh, yeah. I think there's a lot of agents that are going through that right now. They got into it five years ago. Yeah. And the way this year's been going, they're not 
sure what to do. How do I get yeah. business? How do I close business? Yeah, and I think at the same time too, agents today, you know, it seems like there's a lot of activity, at least here where we've influx of people moving into the state. Um, we have low interest rates. We have just everything's just kind of handed to you. It mm -hmm. seems pretty easy right now. Well, when interest rates inevitably will go back up someday, mm -hmm. it's a hard deal. Like yeah. these people, yeah, they rush to get the early rate, but, or the, you know, they get the better rate earlier. So I, I just, I feel like uh, they're in for it. You know, it's, it's better to start hard than start easy. Yeah. yeah. So right now it's a good time to get into real estate sales, but maybe if you're already in it, what do you do? Just well, we'll show up. You got to show up. So <laughs> you, first, you started showing up. Um, what I'm trying to get out of you is rookie of the year. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what I was trying, trying to get. You're trying to make me humble brag. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get that okay. out of you. So <laughs> you showed up enough to become rookie of the year. Yeah. So 2008. So what, how they do it in our, our board is in sometime in your first 18 months, you can pick a 12 month segment. So mm -hmm. if it's your first 12 months or your, six to 12, six to 18 month window. That's considered your rookie year and uh, you can apply and win an award. And it's, mm -hmm. it's a great honor because it's kind of a medal I've been able to wear a little bit in a way, but um, I was rookie of the year 2008. Uh, so I won that in 2009. Um, so I, I did rather well. I think, I think my volume in that, um, that window was five, over $5 million in volume. And the prices were low. How much? Oh gosh, yeah. half. Right, I mean, right, yeah, right. they were way low. So yeah, it was it was quite an honor, and uh, yeah, it was it was neat to be recognized for my hard work. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, so when do you feel like you hit a uh, a turning point where you weren't having to grind it out anymore? When yeah. you didn't have to follow the rule of stop at every fizzbo. Uh, uh, I th that's a great question. I think I remember being in four or five years and telling these newer agents, like, you're just going to have to put the pedal to the metal and just work and work and work and get kind of that. It's almost like a post pipeline. It's one that kind of comes, I was like a boomerang kind of mm -hmm. comes back to you. We look ahead at our pipeline of this is closing, this is closing and, and it's all, you know, exciting and fun because the money's coming. But I think there's this pipeline behind me that's going to come back around. Mm -hmm. I really that clicked to me that, oh, wow, this person who bought a house wants to sell that house and buy another one now. Mm -hmm. So I get two sales when I just did the one, the first one before. Yeah. So so that helping first time home buyers. Yeah. When you're new. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of your whether age Whether you're 25 yeah. years old or you're 55 years mm -hmm. old, if you can get into that first time home buyer mm -hmm. demographic. Yeah, I think so. Because... If you focus only on sellers at any group, mm -hmm. the problem is is sometimes sellers move it's away. True. Away, yeah. Away. Yeah. And so they're not gonna yeah. come back around right. again. All right. So first time home buyers. Yeah, so first time I think that was it's a very young average age here. The median age is in the mid twenties here. It's All right, very so low. National I think it's thirty three. Yeah. It's very low here. There's a lot of kids. Um, there's a lot of uh, college I mean there's two colleges here that have 30 plus thousand students. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they come here and they might, they might stay, make a, a young family happen. And uh, because of that, we have, when well, we had, I guess, re really low prices considering the average income and things like that. So 
everyone could buy a house. Yeah. You can make 12 bucks an hour and buy a house, yeah. you know. That's kind of gone a little bit, but okay. it's still good. It's like $16 uh, an hour now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. bump it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe for a condo now, not a yeah. house. But yeah, I think um, it's been a big part of the business because there's just this constant influx of students and young families. So as that's happened, uh, it's been good to kind of gain the trust of these young families and get kind of this automatic business where they had a good experience with me. And then fast forward four to seven years, maybe. Mm-hmm families are growing they need more mm-hmm. space or they're getting a master's degree or or whatever it is and they just need to move and uh it's neat because it clicked in my mind i didn't even realize it for years yeah. that this one purchase i might have helped them on when i was really young would lead to an automatic two more yeah and the sale would be higher because it's appreciated and then the purchase would be much higher because they earn more money or or you know get a new job so, so- on on showing up for that i think the takeaway that i'd want people to have and what i take away from this is um thinking long term Mm -hmm. and not just thinking about a transaction or this next year because i see a lot of leaders uh coaches trainers saying focus on sellers because it's less time Mm -hmm. and it's easier to to convert those you don't have to spend the money driving around but also going back to the first time home buyer, mm-hmm. not only are they coming back around, they're probably going to refer oh, yeah. other first time because home yeah, they, they have their peers like them. Yeah. And that's, I, I have that talk with the first time buyers a lot. Like I'm actually working with one right now where they got beat out on an offer and they made a really good offer, but they got beat out with a cash buyer. And, uh, I told them, you know, we're going to go see four homes today. And odds are there's another couple just like you that's going to see these same four homes. Mm-hmm. And the best one probably is the best one for you and, and them. Mm-hmm. So it's a constant fight. So I think that that's, that's a good lesson to learn that they probably have their friends that are looking for something mm-hmm. similar and they can be a source of referral too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. All right. So how do you show up now 13 years <laughs> into it? <laughs> Well, that's a tricky question during this time of our uh, our country or world. But uh, I think it's a good question. I think just staying in contact with people helps a ton. And social media has made that pretty easy to do. Way and it's, we've kind of grown in this business with yeah. social media. It wasn't like our grandpa, you know, used social media in his business. Right. Um, I guess that's called a letter back in his day. Yeah, that was the social media. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I think just getting staying in contact, I've done things. I, I kind of like to just be casual and have fun. And I don't like to be, I kind of prided myself that I never really wore a suit to the office. I never wore a tie. I, I wear shorts a lot. Like yeah. I just, I'm just kind of casual. I, I want to be comfortable and a friend and uh, kind of trusting in that way. I don't want to be a, the, the used car salesman or the the defense attorney type of thing, you know? So when you're staying in touch with your sphere and these past clients, you don't have like, oh, I'm going to make a 25 contacts this week and no. then call them up and go, who do you know who that wants no. to buy or sell in the next 90 days? No, I honestly, and it's another thing I pride myself on a little bit is I really just even warm calling a little bit, but cold calling, especially I just, it's awkward to me. Uh-huh. And that's, and I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. I, there's obviously successful people and more successful people than me that do that. But I've just always felt it's not my personality mm-hmm. and it's not my way of doing business. And I've, I've actually been thanked for that too. I, I've been thanked that I don't 
you know, beg and beg and beg for referrals and call and call and call because I think that can come off bad and it can probably end up biting in the in the rear. But some people may and maybe we we uh, kind of read the personality of the people yeah. and we 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 target those people that are happy to you know refer like crazy. So well, I always just think about how I answer my phone, mm-hmm. and if if I get too many phone calls in a row, where it's Darren, can you do this thing for me? Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to answer your right. call anymore. It's not that I'm going to answer mm-hmm. it and go through the rejection exactly. of like, oh, I have to. That was uncomfortable to reject you and say no. Yeah. I'm just not going to answer your call. Right. So, how many people do you have to call before you just burn through that list and yeah. they just don't want to answer your phone call anymore? Yeah. Then what do you do? I think too. There's 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 communication styles. Like even during the transaction, there's some people that just will never answer their phone. And they might be at work, but they also just might re- prefer a text. text. Yeah, they might prefer that postcard in the mail too. Yeah, <laughs> might do nothing. Obviously, if, if it's an age group thing or a you know a generational difference, it's it can be a completely different you know different source or diff- different uh, reaction. Yeah. All right. So here's a here's another thing I talk about with getting referrals specifically, and. Um, I bring up this story sometimes about my business partner, Chris, and you and Chris are a lot alike. In when I first met him, it was during that 08, mm-hmm. and he was going after REOs, like calling banks mm-hmm. and going after expireds and FISBOs mm-hmm. and trying to get short sale stuff. Yep. And uh, he was struggling. I think after like 90 days, he had two listings and they weren't selling mm-hmm. after putting in all this time. Right. And so I asked him, like, how'd you get business before this? And he's my sphere. <laughs> I was like, oh, when was the last time you called them? So he called them and then he had like 40,000 pending within a couple of weeks. So I think sometimes agents get this. I have to be super transactional. And the only way to get business is through professional stuff. But I bet if agents looked at how they get a lot of business, it might be because you go golfing with absolutely a certain group absolutely or what do you do <laughs> that you what kind of social activities you do that leads to business we're talking about it you can talk okay. about it yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so i i am an avid uh competitive marksman and i actually this is funny that you ran that's mixed up now so i did some math and i think it was last year i closed 10 deals because of my my sphere mm-hmm. that sphere that specific not, not the sphere. whole sphere right the sphere in the sphere so you you show up mm-hmm. and i think this is really important so anyone that's watching this live or listening to this on playback i think a lot of times when the market shifts mm-hmm. what people stop doing is the one yeah, thing that the most works. important thing yeah now obviously there's a level of scalability you can only go play golf so much you can only sure. go to your knitting club or or go do uh, marksman stuff mm. but don't stop the thing yeah. that is bringing you easy absolutely business. yeah so 10 transactions yeah and so what, what does that look like how what is your weekly is a weekly daily oh so what my hobby that part yeah. of it so it's monthly okay and so i'm in a position where i've got a social media presence which helps yeah and that how many hold on oh how many followers do you have on Instagram? Or is there a bigger following that you have somewhere? Oh, Instagram is the biggest. Okay. Um, 31,100, I think, today. 
31,100. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back to the top. No. So that presence pushes or it, it publicizes an event that I run. And so every, roughly every month, and lately it's been less often mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, but every month we'll have a competition where it's open invite, people come and we have a great time. And my real estate business is a sponsor of it. Mm. And they don't pay a lot to the match director. Mm -hmm. It's free. Right. <laughs> so obviously you can't always, that's a pretty ideal situation. It's not always like someone can do that, but people just pull me aside and we're in the middle of shooting. Like, you know, it's, it's a slower pace, kind of a, a gradual thing where, you know, you might be up for two minutes and then yeah. you're back for 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of just chit chatting and, you know, rubbing elbows and stuff. And during those times, people have said a lot, Hey, I have a question about my grandma has a house. Mm -hmm. She's going to a home. Can you maybe look at it this yeah. week sometime? Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. That's so, kind of how it, work, how it works a lot. So you are involved in a community, mm -hmm. uh, even maybe leading in that community, not just part of it. Okay. Yeah. A leader in mm -hmm. it. And you sponsor something. Yes. And your name is on that. Yes. And then you're still participating. Yes. Um, so then people connect the dots. Mm -hmm. I mean, Catherine, we still have, she did an alumni softball game mm -hmm. that she yeah. sponsored like 10 years ago. And I bet we can connect six figures. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. To that one event. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So that's how you, you show up. You're not mm -hmm. making 25 warm calls no. a week. Who do you know who that wants to buy or yeah. sell real estate? You're going and doing something that you enjoy yeah. around people that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, Hey, I have this thing. Can you help me? Yeah. Great. Okay. Because I, per, for me, that, like I said, my personality is I would much rather go to something I love, meet people I enjoy being with, and then get referrals very naturally and organically and, kind of like the threat level you know is zero mm -hmm. there's i mean they are coming to me literally um and, and i'm just i'm saying also that that was 10 deals last year not ever mm -hmm. last year just last year yeah so that's been great because it's repeatable and it's relatively it's basically zero work you know i'm i'm doing this stuff anyway right I'm not adding to my, my task. I'm not showing up at the office at 7 a.m. practicing my scripts. Yeah. Like some some do that, and that's great. I'm not, not knocking people. It's just not my personality. Yeah. So. Well, I will knock it because. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I will knock it. Here's why I'll knock it. I, I think it's easier from a training coaching standpoint. Yes, yes. To say, here's a script, say these words, and yes. say these words this many times. Mm -hmm. I can't. You can't tell everyone to start a club. <laughs> right. Because then it becomes very nuanced. Yes. And I have to sit down and go, okay, what's your specialty? Yes. What's your niche? What's something that you really mm -hmm. like? That's true. And so from a mass coaching training development program, I can't create a program for that. So I have to say, what's the easiest way for me to get the words out? She's talking about our business partner. Yeah. I can add that in. I was just going to say this daily show up reminds me of the daily show up with Chris Cantrell. Thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, you're like Chris. You're just like Chris. I'm like Chris. Yeah, or Chris is like you. He sounds like a great guy. He is a great guy. <laughs> um, so I, I think 
people fall into that trap because that's the easiest way to train and coach. Yeah. And then because we know that so many agents are going to end up failing. Mm -hmm. um, like I actually feel like um, MLMs have taken a page out of real estate mm -hmm. page book mm -hmm. because a lot of new real estate agents are just told to contact your sphere yeah. and you burn through your sphere. Yeah. And you didn't provide value. You didn't really make right. a connection with them. And so two years later, you're like, what do I do? Do I renew my license? I, yeah. This didn't work. Right. So you get out. And I feel like MLMs do the same thing. They do. Yeah. So you have to figure out how to provide value. Do the thing that you like. You didn't just stick with a, a small little audience. Mm -hmm. You expanded it yeah. by going and doing this other stuff yeah, that you like. For sure. Right? For sure. And I know that's tough to maybe convince a spouse or significant other. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing this for business. <laughs> this is this is a write-off, sweetie. Yeah. No. Well, I, I mean, yeah. like I've seen this hundreds of times yeah. when the real estate agent, when I go, where's your business come from? Well, actually it comes from, um, I, I play golf. Like my last six transactions came from, right. or like whatever that thing right. is that they do, but then it's always the first thing that they slash when times get right. tough. Yep. So, do you, do you do you understand what I'm, what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. saying you have that issue. No. But could you see it? <laughs> could you see that being a challenge for other agents? Yeah, not you specifically. Certainly. Oh yeah. And I, I think uh, there's yeah. I think that I, I'm picturing an expert right now. In a he's a uh, short sale expert, or he was because mm -hmm. there's not a lot of those going on right no. now. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think I looked at our MLS. In like our you know county we'll say and i think there was like one short sale wow there was one and i just i don't how's that it. possible i don't know i don't know yeah maybe they borrowed too much yeah and... if you can somehow get 125 percent. yeah refi. maybe yeah i don't know and maybe it's trash that could, that be, could it too. be yeah, yeah. i don't remember the pictures so i couldn't say but anyway there's a an agent that was a, a master at short sales and it kind of is the opposite problem but that dried up and so he's kind of all his eggs were in the basket mm -hmm. too so i i don't like that you know, I don't want to have those sources coming from one spot. So I'd like to kind of have a an if then or a, or a mix up, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, right now he's not doing a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause also the short sale customers don't refer you very much. No. <laughs> yeah. They had a bad experience. Yeah. And I'm right. attaching you to that. So you, when I asked you if you wanted to come on, you were like, I don't know what, what I'm going to talk about, but. We, I was also what, in my PJs. Yeah. So we identified <laughs> how you're showing up. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a very normal way that just not enough credit is given in this industry of you show up, you make connections, mm -hmm. not necessarily relationship, mm -hmm. um, because if it's, it never feels like a relationship yeah. to me the way that it's trained. And if someone is only giving you business because it's a favor, mm -hmm. they're not going to do it for very right. long. That's where the MLM right. thing, I yes, sort of connect yes, the yes, dots yes. of like, yeah, I'll do this party for you, but I'm not going to do it every six months. I'll right. do it as a favor. Yeah, get you, get you going. Yeah. yeah, but then stop coming back and asking me for these favors. Right, right. Yep. All right, any other last things about showing up? I think just that's what, kind of what we're saying is showing up isn't necessarily going to the office 14 hours a day. It's not necessarily, you know, doing the, the kind of the obvious it can be kind of a creative thing. It can be doing something unique and different. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for showing up. You're welcome. It was the, easy as my house. <laughs> the wives have to go get their nails done now.
So they're gonna go show up at the nail salon. They gotta show up. So thank you for showing up and a reminder to keep showing up. We are off until Monday. Tomorrow is Independence Day. Mm -hmm. Or observation of Independence yes. Day. And then there's gonna be a big flag right there. Maybe we'll take the photo and oh, yeah. and post it. Oh, so yeah. thanks for showing up. Keep showing up.